everybody. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Thursday, January 30th. I am your host, Danny Webster, and I do appreciate you stopping by for today's episode. Hope you all are having a wonderful Thursday. We are one day away before the Vegas Golden Knights return to actual competitive hockey for the first time in 50 years. They will be taking on the Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow night and then the Nashville Predators on Saturday night. Uh, We will be breaking down both of those games coming up in a little bit. First of all, uh, an apology for not having an episode up yesterday. The only thing I can say in regards to all of that is that migraines suck. They, They absolutely are the most horrendous, horrific thing that can happen to a person as far as not being sick. Like if you're not, it's, it's like the power rankings of, if you want to feel like crap, it's be, being sick is number one. And then like one a, or just a shot at number two is a migraine. And when I get a migraine, I am definitely not fit to do anything, uh, other than curl up in a ball and hope to God, I don't just, you know, whatever <laughs> it, it was a, it was a very bad, uh, it was a very bad day as far as that goes, but I'm I'm okay now. I took enough Excedrin. I'm okay, and uh, we are back today to get you ready for the, really this back to back that's coming up on Friday and Saturday between the the uh, Hurricanes and the Predators. We will break down both of those games coming up in a little bit. But first off, let's get the usual housekeeping items out of the way. If this is the first time you are listening to this podcast, I do welcome you. We are a daily podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network talking about the Vegas Golden Knights, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you consume your podcasting. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On VGK. You can follow me on Twitter, which is not bad, I'd say. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at Danny Webster 21 Or if you like sending emails, because emails are indeed fun too in the year of our Lord 2020, uh, you can send an email to LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com. Emails are always appreciated. So before we break down the the games coming up this weekend for the Golden Knights to finally get back on track with 30 games to go uh, before the end of the regular season, we do need to address some news that came through, I believe it was on... Monday, I believe this news dropped. Uh, the Golden Knights have officially filled their vacant assistant coach spot. They have hired Steve Spot, taking place of the fired Mike Kelly, who was also relieved of his duties when Gerard Gallant was fired just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, those who don't know Steve Spot uh, are not surprised to know that he is Peter DeBoer's right-hand man. He was with DeBoer in all four-plus years with San Jose. He was also with DeBoer in Plymouth of the OHL for four years and then with Kitchener with DeBoer for seven years. Uh, Ken Bulky of Vegas was the first to report this news, I believe, about a week or a week and a half before the official announcement came down. It was a hire that was expected. I mean, you know DeBoer's track record, Spot has been someone who has uh, been very uh, tied to the hip, I guess you could say, um, 
with DeBoer over the last couple of decades. Uh, the rest of the coaching staff obviously remains the same with, uh, with Ryan Craig and uh, Dave Pryor. They, they are all staying on board, so no idea yet as to if there will be changes coming. Um, but as of right now, the rest of the coaching staff remains the same. Uh, Spot was handling the San Jose defense by December of 2018. Uh, the San Jose defense last year was not great even with the addition of Eric Carlson and Brent Burns and Mark Edward Vlasic. Uh, the Sharks allowed 261 goals last season, which was 21st in the NHL. Um, that's not really the number you want to be looking for when you're talking about trying to improve the Golden Knights in these final 30 games, especially when the bulk of the problem has come at the blue line, especially in the uh, second and third pairs. Not really the ideal stat you want to you want uh, to know about going into these final thirty games, but DeBoer trusts him and he'll need to rely on him as much as humanly possible in hopes of turning this defense around. Now it's not really confirmed yet if Spot will be taking over the defense. I wouldn't be surprised if that's where his uh, if that's where his priority lies. If that is his role, then I can only imagine. Uh, that's what it will be going forward. And something I noticed while looking up stats before I recorded today, if you're talking about the most middle-of-the-road team imaginable right now, it would have to be the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they are scoring 3.04 goals per game. They're also allowing 3.04 goals per game. <laughs> so it's like a very fine line of wins and losses right now for the Golden Knights, which is kind of hilarious if you ask me. Um, also speaking of the coaching staff, uh, it was reported by Elliot Friedman in his 31 thoughts column. I believe it went out yesterday that, uh, the golden Knights have signed Pete DeBoer to a two year extension through 2022, 2023. Um, that's really the only way we're going to find out coaching contracts in the golden Knights organization. I'm just saying, but, um, so yeah, DeBoer will be around at least, for the next couple of years, um, again, everything could well change drastically if the Golden Knights don't make the playoffs. Uh, as I touched on in the mailbag episode the other day, I don't want to say that everything will be blown up should the Golden Knights not make the playoffs, but I will say I'm still on the fence of the front office gets a shakeup, but DeBoer gets to stay around. And I, and I still firmly believe that that might be a possibility. Again, I could be wrong, and everything could get blown up. The coaching staff, the uh, the uh, the front office, everything could just get shaken up in the matter of one snap of the finger. So no one, I believe, is really safe. But 30 games to go. Golden Knights officially now have a new assistant coach. They now have a full coaching staff. And now they will need to turn their attention to these next couple of games to get back on track, really. And these are two games that they're really going to need to win. So let's take a look real quick at the first of this doubleheader for the Vegas Golden Knights. They will be taking on the Carolina Hurricanes on Friday. Now, before I forget, I, I should have mentioned this at the top. Friday's episode is going to come post-game after the Carolina game. Um, I figured that would be the best way to kind of 
get some game action back on the podcast. So Friday's episode will be coming up after the game on Friday. So keep in mind of that. Uh, this is going to be both teams' first game since the first game back since the break. So Carolina was also on their bye week, and they also went through the All Star break, as did Vegas. The Canes went into the break with back to back wins over the Islanders and the Jets. A very good response for Carolina after losing three in a row. Uh, they're still led by that young core. That young core is still very, very talented. Sveshnikov, Aho, Taravainen's actually their leading scorer with 48 points, and I think he's got like 38 assists. Uh, that young core is really, really solid for Carolina. The goaltending, I guess you could say, has been overall strong. I mean, if you're throwing in uh, Reimer in net, yeah, probably. He's got a 2.47 GAA. Save percentage is a 921. That's not bad. Peter Morazic, 2.59 GAA. Save percentage, though, is at a 905. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> so clearly what that tells me is that Morazic is getting thrown into a bunch of games where it just happens the Carolina offense doesn't show up and then the goals he allows, it does not look good and he's not seeing a lot of shots. That that would be my overall synopsis of how Morazic is. But I, but I will say this. I think the Golden Knights goaltending duo of Subban and Flurry would definitely take a 2.59 GAA right now. Uh, the save percentage is about where it is, but I think they would take a 2.59 GAA any day of the week if they could. Um, big reminder, speaking of Malcolm Subban, uh, he will start for uh, the Golden Knights in this game. This will be the game that Mark andre Fleury uh, serves his one-game suspension for skipping out on the All-Star break. Uh, due to this being a suspension, I uh, would expect the Golden Knights to make a uh, make a call-up at some point in the next, well, right now it's 6 a.m. I would expect the Golden Knights to probably make a call-up at some point today, um, whether it be Oscar Dansk, whether it be Garrett Sparks, <clears throat> excuse me, I knew that was coming, uh, whether it be uh, Sparks or Dansk from AHL Chicago, uh, to back up Malcolm Subban. Subban will probably start tomorrow uh, unless they go with a complete curveball and you're like, hey, uh, Oscar, hey, Garrett, you guys want to play this game and Malcolm can play the the Nashville game? Is, is that something you guys want to do? Yeah, sure. Sounds absolutely spectacular. That probably will not happen unless Pete DeBoer is really gone off the rails. I'm I'm just saying. Uh, So Carolina is in a very interesting spot in terms of the playoff positioning. Right now, kind of jockeying with Columbus in the wild card race. Two of my favorite teams in the Eastern Conference right now just happen to hold the two wild card spots. Um, I've... I, I said it the other day, Carolina is just one of those teams where I love watching them play. They're so fast. Uh, their their young talent has come along at such a, a tremendous rate, and Rob Brindamore is a really good coach. The fact that they were even, even, even able to make the Eastern Conference Final last year with the goaltending as it was, I think is 
tremendous. Now, to me, I don't think that at the end of the day, I don't think Mrazek and Reimer are going to be your one-two punch that you can rely on if you want to get deep into the playoffs unless they catch fire instantly. I do think Carolina is going to have to make a move for maybe another goaltender. And I know that sounds stupid, but if they want to get to where they need to go, I just don't know if I would trust Mrazek or Reimer to get you to where you want to go, which, if you're the Hurricanes, would be further than where you were last year, which would eventually be the Stanley Cup final. Um, But you got to like what they have right now. They're very good up top. Uh, Their defense... um, Obviously, reeling with the loss of Dougie Hamilton. Uh, didn't even mention Justin Williams is back, by the way. That's that's going to be something to watch uh, with Justin Williams back in the fold. Um, but yeah, their their defense is going to be reeling now without Dougie Hamilton, um, which sucks because if it were not for the fact that John Carlson was going to run away with the Norse, I would I would very much guess that Dougie Hamilton would have been a dark horse candidate for the Norris. He was playing out of his mind uh, before he went down, and just a just a damn shame that he went down with the injury that he did. So uh, Carolina would be a fun game to watch, I think, heading into uh, Friday. And then Saturday is Nashville. Uh, the very weird Nashville Predators. And I, and I say that because... This is a team only only a team as weird as Nashville could pull this off. They could not score goals to save their lives. I think it was since John Hines was hired as coach, uh, which I think now has been eight games, I want to say now. They had only scored more than two goals once until last night against the Capitals of all teams, and the Capitals lost. At home to Nashville, five to four. Again, only the second time they've scored more than two goals in a game since Hines was hired. So take that with what you will. Uh, Matt Duchesne really not living up to his contract. I, th- I think last I checked, he's like in the 30s and it comes to points, and he's had four in his last eight. Um, not ideal. Not ideal for a guy that you traded PK Subban away for in order to get this guy that you've paid $56 million for. And, and I, I get it. It might still take a little bit of time and who knows, he might turn it around under Hines. I just, right now he's been a major disappointment for Nashville. Uh, the other big names though, are, are kind of picking it up. Roman Yossi with five assists in eight games. That's kind of what's to be expected of Yossi. Uh, Philip Forsberg has seven points in eight games. Um, but the one guy who's kind of been going a little bit under the radar, who's been scoring a lot lately, is Mikhail Granlund. Four goals in eight games, which earlier in the season, uh, you you would love to see four goals in any stretch of games for Mikhail Granlund. But uh, he has been very good since John Hines has taken over. Uh, the goaltending situation, again, for the Predators is uh, right now, I would say, about the same as Carolina's. Uh, UC Saros gave up four goals last night against Nashville. Uh, Pecorine has not been the Pecorine that I think a lot of people expected going into this year. And Nashville, as a result, is sixth in the Central, and they're fighting for their playoff lives. And right now, the way that the the wild card race is shaping up, the way that the Central's pulling up, the Predators are going to need to 
reel some points to get a wild card spot because nobody's going to be catching Dallas, Colorado, and St. Louis in the Central. So this really is a game when you're talking about Nashville that they're going to need to beat Vegas in order to kind of gain some ground in the wild card race. And if they don't do that, then it might be over already for Nashville. I mean, I and I know I said you know when they fired Laviolette, I was like, oh, it's it's a panic move. They're five points back. Well, I I would still like to think they would play a little bit better under Laviolette, given the where they are right now. I mean, their defense has been absolute garbage since they fired Laviolette. And I'm not saying Laviolette was helping their defense at any point uh, in the first what forty some odd games before Hines was hired, but at the end of the day to make that kind of a move and you're only five points back of the race at the time. And now you keep on losing games. You haven't, you haven't strung a winning streak together. You're running out of time. And if Vegas can, and if Vegas beats Nashville, that's, that's kind of a four point swing in the wild card race that really might be a little bit difficult to overcome. And you got to wonder if Nashville is still thinking about that loss to Vegas on November 27th, that set this whole thing in motion for the golden Knights when they went into Nashville and they won those won that game off the uh, buzzer-beating goal from Pacioretty and then Stasny with the overtime winner. That set this whole roller coaster in motion for Vegas. So very interesting to watch these couple of games. Uh, Marc-Andre Fillier should be starting in that one. I would be, again, I don't think DeBoer would go that far off the rails, but I do believe Fillier will start Saturday unless, again, why why rush him? Maybe they want to save him for Tampa. I don't know. Because Tampa's coming next week. I, I would I wouldn't be shocked. Well, I'd be shocked, but I at the end of the day I'd be like, okay, I somewhat understand the logic. Do I think it's smart? No. But um and fully expect Flurry to be in net on Saturday. If he's not, he's probably still in a on a beach in Mexico somewhere, just chilling. I don't know. All right. So those games we going on Friday and Saturday. Let's take a look around the league. There was six games total. Uh, we already kind of went over uh, Nashville and Washington. So we don't really need to revisit that other than the fact that Alex Ovechkin passed Steve Eisenman on the goals list. He's now at 693 closing in on 700. Um, very nice gesture, by the way, of Alex Ovechkin to wear the number 24 in warm-ups in honor of Kobe. And uh, and obviously Ovechkin switched back to number 8 when the game started. So very nice gesture for one Alex Ovechkin. Um, the Vancouver Canucks keep winning. And I feel like I say that almost every week whenever they play. The Canucks won again. Fourth win in a row for the first place Vancouver Canucks, 5-2 to two at the San Jose Sharks. Four goals in the third period, so that just tells you it has been one banner of a year for the Sharks. 38 saves for Jacob Markstrom, including one ridiculous double pad stack. I believe it was in the third period. I didn't get a chance to see when that happened, but... Sprawled out, double pad stack, and Markstrom just continuing a very stellar season for Vancouver. And now, uh, with Vancouver already playing two games out of the break, uh, they have a game in hand on Vegas, and they are now five points clear of the Golden Knights, still with a game in hand. 
If the Golden Knights want to win the division right now, there is no room for error. They've got to start stringing some wins together if they want to catch Vancouver. And I think eventually with Vegas still having to play a few more games against the Canucks, um, which I think is one in Vancouver and one more in Vegas, I would I would guess that there is still time to catch them. But right now, the way Vancouver is playing, they're on fire, man. They are ridiculous right now. And if if no team is going to catch them, they, the fact that we're we might be talking about a Vegas Vancouver first round series, I think it's kind of ridiculous and it's kind of awesome at the same time. Uh, the Flames and the Oilers. We have been waiting for this one since the last time Zach Cassian and Matthew Kachuk threw the gloves. Which, by the way, they definitely threw down the gloves again. Uh, I, I think, <laughs> I think Cassian won that one. Uh, I probably have to watch it again. I only saw glimpses of it, but I think Cassian whooped the crap out of him. And uh, but in more importantly, in more important standards. When discussing uh, the division race, the Flames beat the Oilers 4-3 to in a shootout. Calgary is now two points behind Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver still has a game in hand on the Flames. But the Flames with a big division win over their division rival. And the Flames, just when you thought they were going away, they're right there. They're hanging around. They're... they're uh, I don't know if this can be sustained, but you know what? If they continue to win these division games, you got to feel pretty good about Calgary right now. Uh, But you cannot feel good about the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, The Coyotes are in free fall mode. And I'm about as shocked as one can be that the Coyotes, who made the biggest trade possible, have now lost six of seven after a four-two loss at Anaheim. Uh, Arizona and the Golden Knights now at fifty-two games each. The Golden Knights hold a tiebreaker, and they move to the first wild card in the West. Which, if you're the Golden Knights, that is absolutely fantastic. But man, the Coyotes did not expect this at all. Not I, if you had the Coyotes losing six of seven. At this stretch, I, I really hope you put some money on some lottery numbers. There's no way in the world why they should be losing the way that they are right now. Absolutely no way. But there's plenty of time for them to kind of, you know, turn it around. And you look back to last year, obviously they got on their run a little bit earlier. But man, if they don't, if they don't get it together, man, that that is a problem. If Rick Tockett does not get that team to where they need to go this year with that team, with the additions that they've made, I don't know, man. That That is, whew. Coyotes are in trouble, man. They're in trouble. Uh, the Lightning beat the Kings 4-2. to two. Uh, The Maple Leafs beat the Stars 5-3. to three. And that is your look around the league. So again, as I mentioned, we will be doing the podcast late tomorrow. It'll be after the game against Carolina. Uh, post-game pod, it'll probably be up. I would venture to guess a little bit after the game, probably an hour, two hours after the game. So be on the lookout for that. And then we will be back Monday 
to break down the Nashville game and get you ready for the final games of this road trip against Tampa and against Florida. We're almost back to home hockey, which is stupid because the Golden Knights play these next two against Tampa and Florida. They play at home against Carolina, and then they go on the road to Minnesota before, I think, a five-game homestand. None of, none of what's happening is making sense, but alas, we are here. So that is going to do it for me today. Everybody, thank you for listening, for downloading, for sharing, subscribing, all that jazz. All you do to support the podcast, greatly do appreciate you. So we will be back tomorrow night. Be on the lookout for that. Again, be a later podcast. So don't be, don't be, uh, don't be, uh, thinking why in the world didn't Danny upload in the morning? Cause I'm uploading in the evening. That, that there you go. <laughs> it's like, I had nothing. I usually have nothing when I go, when I do things like that. So yeah, tomorrow night, be back to game action. Thank the Lord. So you all have a good rest of your Thursday and we'll be back tomorrow. I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one.